Tom Waddle. Tom Waddle. Former wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Mike Waddle. The guy's amazing. 1989 All Madden team and afternoon co host on ESPN Chicago. I think he's going to start at least eight games in the National Football League next year for a team that's going to give him a chance. It's Waddle Wednesday with Tom Waddle. Listen. I got a pedicure in an hour. When I get back here, the wheels better be spinning, all right? On Kevin G. Hood, ESPN Chicago. Ah, uh, yes, it's Tom Waddle on a Waddle Wednesday. Every Wednesday here on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. And Cappy, Tommy's on the hotline. Tommy's on the Car X tire and auto hotline. And now, Tom, by the way, the 8 o'clock hour brought to you by. The village of Bowling Brook. Tommy, good morning. How are you? Everything exciting in your world as the Bears continue to add to their coaching staff. Yes, everything's good, but I don't think this uh, this little get together can start unless Jonathan does it correctly. Well, I got trampled, Tommy. So I guess we have to wait till next week. He got trampled because no, 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 he's no. in Evansville. We we no, can hit I, rewind. No, yeah, I'm still in the air though. I'm still here. Hey, by the way, Tommy, how are you? Tommy, how are you? Good, good, good to hear from you. Go ahead. Now we're ready. Hey, by the way, I saw a story. Do you use the? Do you ever use the hotel iron in your room? In your hotel room? If there is one, yes. But uh, the ones lately around the Missouri Valley, uh, more modern, don't have an iron here. Okay. There was just like they, there was a warning from some travel site that just said, "Be careful, be, you know, because people use their iron in their their hotel room for strange things, like heating, reheating pizzas, and doing all uh. kinds of crazy stuff. So just be careful." <laughs> no, no, well, I cap- would not do that. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an iron guy. I'm not. No. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not an iron. So does that mean you just like to walk around with wrinkled clothing, or you just send it all in a bag to the dry cleaners? Either to the dry cleaners, I use a steamer, but I'm not an iron guy because I always took an extra shirt when I was going to do a game. Right. And I've done mm-hmm. 2,000 games. And one of my first trips, I took the iron, I heated it up. I oh, was, no. yeah, I was in the shower, I came out, and it had tipped over and had oh, no. burned right through my shirt. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. You ever wear a suit with a, like a, uh, T-shirt with writing on it. Yeah, it looked like an idiot. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah. The steamer though has replaced the iron in some ways, though. As yes, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So okay, I'm sorry, I sidetracked this. All right, so the Bears have that. now <laughs> finished off their coaching staff. They grabbed a running back coach that had worked with Shane Waldron. They've got you know all of this staff put together, and it looks like to me it's a staff built to draft Caleb Williams. What is your take on what they've been able to accomplish? Because I think that they've really upgraded their offensive staff. Yeah, I, I, I like what they've done. And I think that the thing that has me most appreciative of what they've done is, is that th- this was a really detailed process. It wasn't just one guy or two guys. They brought a number of different guys in, and guys that, that, you know, everyone kind of, a lot of the guys these days run something that's related to the Shanahan or to the McVay, you know, type of offense, that tree over there. Um, but the, so they, they interviewed guys like that. They interviewed Greg Roman. So, like, they, I think that they did a really exhaustive and, and thorough job at interviewing different guys. And I, and I really like that. And I think now you've got a group of guys that have done this before. Like, Thomas Brown is the guy they just brought in, right? They, they interviewed him to be the OC, but now he's going to be. And the he had two head coach interviews. 
Best, yeah, basically. So you got a guy here that's got tremendous, tremendous resume. You got a couple of guys. Shane Waldron has called plays for three years. Um, that's something that was important to me. It doesn't mean that he's going to be better at calling plays than someone who could do it for his first time. Because as you saw, Bobby Slowick Jr. did a really nice job in his first, you know, go of, of calling plays in Houston. But for me, in the situation that this team finds itself in, I was looking for someone with a little bit more experience for my taste. So I did like. I did like that. I cap though. I, I like if you told me that that you connected the dots and and at the end of the day, you, you know, you came to the conclusion that it meant to you that they're going to draft someone with the first pick. I wouldn't argue with you, but I'm not really necessarily. I, I don't. I'm not connecting the dots for any long term conclusion as, as to what they're going to do at the quarterback position. I will say this though. I think what they've told you is they believe in this system. That's okay. the same system Luke Getze ran, by the yes, way. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And 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 I think they look around the league, and this is the system that is working. Now, there are different tweaks that you have to use to get it to function at a really high level, and you do have to pair it with the talent level and the different guys that you have in your, inside your offensive huddle. But it works. It works in, in, in Detroit. It works in Green Bay. When everyone's healthy, it works in Minnesota. It works in San Francisco. Uh, it works in Los Angeles. It, it, it works really everywhere. So I think that the, the conclusion I came to is is that they, they're they're sold on they want to do it kind of this way. Now you just have to decide. And if you conclude, Cap, that that means that they're going to to, to pivot and go with Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever it is, I wouldn't argue with you on that. Um, I just think that they've made a really loud statement with regard to what their, you know, their philosophy is on offense. You know, Tommy, one thing we've talked about regarding the NFC North is, is that Detroit, yes, they fell short of their goal trying to get to the Super Bowl, but that looks sustainable, especially yep. now that Ben Johnson looks like he's going to return his OC, so at least that's stabilized. Green Bay has been the hammer and the Bears have been the nail for quite some time. So which team do you think has the brighter future between the two that the Bears should be wary of? I would go with Green Bay because I think that you've got a younger look. This I think it's a great question, um, but I, I Green Bay's the youngest team in the National Football League. They've drafted well, in my humble opinion. They're going to get out from underneath Aaron Rodgers' contract, not this year, but next year. So the following year, they're going to have a lot of money. Now they're going to have to make a decision on what they're going to do contract wise with Jordan Love, but I. I think that the, the Green Bay situation would be one because they're so young and because their quarterback is young and because you know the system has been proven that I probably would side with them. I do like what De Detroit has done, certainly. And I think, as you mentioned, Jonathan, bringing back Ben Johnson is – look, I was thrilled when the thought was, as a Bears fan, I, I wanted Ben Johnson out of, the, out of the division because I think he's really good at what he does. It's, aside from calling him for a run on third down at the goal line with time expiring and you having to call a timeout. I mean, there were a couple of things that happened Sunday that I didn't think was Ben Johnson at his best, but the totality of what he has done has been really good. You know, we had this conversation earlier this week about what my expectations are for the Bears, and I would change my – I'm willing, based on what they do in the offseason with the draft and free agency, right now I still say the Bears are the, are, the, are, are, are the team in the bottom of the division. Like, now I may change my mind when, when, when the draft comes and goes and I see what Ryan Poles does with the roster, but right now you're going to tell me that Green Bay shouldn't be listed above the Bears? You're going to tell me that the Lions shouldn't be listed above the Bears? And 
probably be the Vikings and the Bears at this point. They define, you know, they got to define what they're going to do with with Cousins at the quarterback position. But I think this team is really, a, you know, it's, it's pointed in the right direction. But I'm kind of in I'm I'm in Missouri mode right now. You got to show me. All right, I, I got to go back to something that you said earlier, and I haven't. I think hoodie agrees with me here, but you said you're not ready to make any conclusions about what they're doing at quarterback right. based on the staff that they put together. That's what you said, correct? Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, like, they may have capped. They may have already come to the conclusion just based I'm, on I'm not saying they, they didn't, but I want to push back at you. Okay. You're telling me that Shane Waldron was the hottest OC candidate out there, and the Bears paid him, what I was told, a ton of money, and he's coming here. Thomas Brown comes in when uh, the poll in the athletic, he was like the third most popular offensive coordinator in the NFL, and he worked in Carolina this year. He had head coaching interviews. They went and got two other guys off the Seattle staff, and there's a bunch of staffs out there trying to get filled. They're coming here to fix a dude in his fourth year? No effing way. Well, like I said, I wasn't going to argue with you. I think that was the premise of before I even said. I, I, I said, if you want to come to that conclusion, I'm not going to argue with you. I can see how you can connect those dots. I just, they haven't even talked with, with Caleb Williams or putting through, what if, Cap, what if they go through the process and they don't like what they hear? Right. I mean, at yes. that, what, what, I mean what, what, what then? What if, what if you get down the road and everything that you're feeling you feel great about and then you, you, you get to the intersection and you're like, oh, hell, what is that? Like I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not. I, I loved you, how you guys handled the caller yesterday. Like people who have jumped the gun, oh, and come God. to conclusions about different players. Welcome to 2024 in social media, where everyone's an expert and everyone has all the answers. But, uh, but I thought that was great um, how you guys handled it. But Cap, what? Uh, again, I, I'm telling you that the, the majority of me feels what you feel. But until you've done all of the due diligence, wouldn't you say that there's still a chance? Might be small, but I, and either way, I, I don't think, Cap, that they don't think that they feel that they can get to the Super Bowl running an offense that Greg Roman ran five years ago. Agreed. So, so even if they do keep Justin, it ain't going to be, you know, all design quarterback runs and rollouts. He's going to have to play the position from the pocket quite a bit. And again, I'll go back to say to folks, when you look at J- Justin's successful moments, whether it was against the Commanders or whether it was against the Atlanta Falcons, whoever it was, a lot of his best moments were from the pocket. So mm-hmm. everyone that is screaming about, you've got to get him on the edge, you've got to do this for him, you've got to cater to this. No, you don't have to spend 100% of your time doing that. Some of the time you use his, his very elite skill set. But at the end of the day, if you can't function from the pocket, I don't care how athletic and how much of a dual threat you are. You ain't getting there. Well, what I I said, and we got a break here, but I just want to just say briefly, what I told Cap earlier is is that there's always that outside chance. Like, yes, we think that Caleb Williams can be a difference maker for a team, Tommy. But, again, you have to do your due diligence and find out what's between Caleb Williams' ears. We know that he can be a, a terrific quarterback on this level based on what we saw in college. However, you do have to think there's that 1% that says, okay, yeah. Justin Fields, we're going to roll him back. And, and again, the overarching point that I've made is, is that whoever the quarterback is, you still have to be able to do job one, 
get protection, yeah. better offensive line, get a bookend wide receiver on the other side of, of DJ Moore. So whoever the quarterback is, the, the message is still the same. You have to improve on offense, no matter who's coaching it, no matter who's running it. All right, we'll take it, a time it Real out. quick, real quick. You, uh-huh. You're going to have to function inside this offense because this is the offense they have chosen. All right, we'll come back more with the great Tom Waddle. That's right. He's no Mike Lombardi. He's our Tommy Waddle. Oh. He's next. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, rolling on with the great Tom Waddle on a Waddle Wednesday. He's Hoodie. I'm Cap. So, hey, Cap. Yes, sir. Can, can I just give me 10 seconds? I just want to. Kind of because re- I, I think maybe I was mumbling at one point. I just want to kind of clarify. I, I don't think your premise and connecting your dots is wrong. Mm-hmm. The only point I wanted to make to you is, is is that I think in 2024, what they made the statement they made with who they hired is, is look, this system works and we're going to work with it and we'll tweak it to the skill set of certain guys. But we're not going back to 2017 or 18 and building an offense that looks like that. This is what we run and whoever's under center or in shotgun, is going to have to be efficient in this offense. That's all I was saying. Completely agree. You agree, Hoodie? I do agree, yes. All right, let's talk a little bit about that ninth pick before we get you out of here. Everyone's so focused on Caleb or trading that pick. I feel like you just got to take the best player on the board. You're not nine deep with all pros. Take the best freaking player on the board. And if that's Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors or Brock Bowers, great. If it's Joe Alt, the left tackle, great. What do you say? I'm cool with that. Listen, said this two years ago. That's Sorry, Hoodie, I'll give you five. Um, I'll give you ten. I don't care. Um, I said two years ago, whenever, remember when, when Ryan had his first draft and all, we didn't have a first round pick, he, he, his second round, and everyone was screaming for George Pickens and all yeah. kinds of other things we want. Yeah. And he stayed consistent and convicted to his board. Yes. And he drafted Brisker and he drafted Gordon. Kyler Gordon. And everyone was kind of like itchy and scratchy about it. How do you feel about those picks right now? Love them. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. My hope and my concern at the time was was that Ryan came in and talked to Ted Phillips and to George McCaskey at the time and said, "You want to hire me because this is my philosophy." The last thing I wanted to see, guys, is in year one in his first draft, him pivot from his philosophy and do something to appease somebody else. No, he didn't do that. He stayed convicted to his board and always take the best player on the board. Always. So, with that in mind, Cap, I still no. think they're a year or two away from having the luxury to make a decision about a position versus about the best player. They're not there yet, okay? Agreed. The Lions, I think, you know, I would have never taken Jameer Gibbs in the first round because I do believe that that's, that's early, but they have the luxury because there's some of the rest of their offense is set. Their line is set. You know, they've got other things. I would just say they've still got enough needs, whether it's a left tackle, it's a pass rusher. It's a three technique, or it's a wide receiver. You still have enough needs that at nine, you can still take the best guy that you have on your board at this time. Otherwise, why are you setting your board up? That's what Paul said to me. Amen. He's like, "Hey, yeah, man, I just... put all this money and time into the board, yes. and I go, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I know he's on the top of my board, but I'm going to go down three spots because I got to get George Pickens." Amen. Yeah, just you know, it's a, you know, disagree. It, 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 you know. When it comes to draft, it's not one size fit all. It's just not. The idea that you always stick to your board. Yeah, you might have guys that you really covet and you think that could fit. 
However, you do have to be able to fill holes on your roster. I don't think that's a fait accompli that you always just go with best available on your board. I don't. But Jonathan, that. I think and that's a very that's a that's a fair point. That's a great point. But I still think they're in a position right now where they can find a guy sticking to your board that's going to contribute because they still have so many holes. A year from now, then I, you know, yeah. If you're flush with offensive linemen and you're picking at nine and the best guy on your board is an offensive tackle, but you got a hole at wide receiver and you want to fill it at that point when, you're, when your roster's more mature, that's when I would be more flexible. But, hell, yes. nobody's asking me to be the GM of anything. So, Yeah, no, I agree. No, but, but when Cap makes it black and white, I don't agree with that because there's always circumstances. Well, it's not just your board. I don't agree. Yeah. I, don't, I, think, I think there's certain times where here comes that uh, – that guy that's been scouting for a while, he's got this short tie, the misshapen <laughs> guy with the with the with the, the jacket that's too tight. Coach, hey, hey, I got somebody for you. I forgot about this guy. And all of a sudden now that person's not on your board, but all of a sudden that person fits. I just think that yeah, you can stick to your board, but I don't think that that's the end all be all for every situation. Can we can we agree at least Cap's not pounding on the table in the studio that is ringing through your ears to make his point? <laughs> no, so no, not that's I don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> that's my point, Cap. That's progress. That's progress. All right, you have a great rest of your day, Tommy. Yep, you too. Travel safe, hoodie.